Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Trek actor and star of the cult film favorite, Masters of the Universe, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. <laughs> wow. The cult classic. Yes. Yeah. Cult yes. feature film favorite. That's feature what I film said. favorite. Yes. yes. That's what you get for that one. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. That's Thank my goal. I'm going to change up the intro every single time. Yeah. yeah. Now Just... it's a whole new thing happening. <laughs> okay. All right. I dig it. So, let's all right. Let's, let's, let's talk about the weather right now. Uh, is yes. the snow still piled up like crazy? No, the snow has is the snow is melting finally. Oh. It feels like our last gasp of winter storm just hit. I love it. And uh, I mean, it's almost the end of April now. So yeah, we're but recording you, <laughs> you know, this with is, Utah and Colorado, how that works. It's just yeah. sometimes it comes through late too. You yeah. can get snow in May. I guarantee you that'll happen. You know. Yeah in the Rockies. Um, yeah, but I'm excited. Um, I have a, uh, you know, I love mountain biking and yeah. I ordered a mountain bike a year ago um, from a company called Fazari. They make mountain bikes here in Utah, very small little company. So, love you it. know, buy, buy local support the local makers. And I picked up my mountain bike yesterday. I'm excited to get it out in the dirt. So it's about to happen. Yeah. You know, I think you, myself, and Bob Picardo should do a charity mountain biking thing. <laughs> and it should be called the Doctor's Injured Butt Charity Biking um, Let's thing. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Yeah. Let's okay. do a little, but yeah, let's do a biking fundraiser. Uh, That'd be really Star fun. Trek bikeathon. Bikeathon, exactly. Right. Or buttathon, whatever you want to put in there. <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that mountain. So you have a trail right behind your house. Can you ride literally the- outside the door? We have 520 acres of trails and it's incredible. That's so. rideable via using yeah. your mountain bike, or is it just a hiking trail for walking? It's hiking and mountain biking. So you have oh, to you keep can an do eye both. out. Okay. Especially on the descents. If you're on a mountain bike, you're coming down fast. You got to yeah, keep you can an get eye out. Fast. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I know yeah. you like that, man. I know you yes. like going down fast. So, yes. okay. It's fun. It's you fun. feel the need, the need for speed. And the, se- the season is upon us. Like yeah, mountain biking season is, is creeping up now. Ski season's mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. The resorts are still open, though, right? No. Uh, isn't Deer Valley? Oh, Deer Valley, everyone's, everyone's no. closed. I think isn't there. I thought there's spring skiing that that happens all the way through the I end of April. I think Snowbird um, Alta may stay open a little longer, but I don't okay. think I don't think my local resorts not not okay. Here. No. Gotcha. Mm-mm. All right. So, are you ready for this week's episode? Yes. What is it? It is latent image. Latent, latent image. image. Okay. Okay. All right, everyone. Robbie and Let's I are going to go. Watch go it. Yeah, we're going to go watch this. We'll be right yeah. back with our recap and discussion and uh, overall chat thoughts. about latent thoughts, about feelings, feelings, our impressions. Are memories. we going to use telepathy? Can we use telepathy we're as well? Use telepathy, although we may get you know arrested and thrown into we a camp might, if, We might. We might. We got If any divorce ships are nearby, we could be in trouble. So. We could be in big trouble. So <laughs> careful okay. of that telepathy. But let's All go right. watch this. All right, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back from watching Latent Image. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. That was uh, an intense episode. It really was. Yeah. There's a lot of tension and drama. Yes. Yes. And, and, absolutely. and a very loud doctor. <laughs> throughout <laughs> very, the, loud. <laughs> very loud doctor. Let's start with our, our poetry synopsis. Um, Let's do. Okay. Let's do. Here's All my right. haiku. Here's my haiku for latent image. Are you ready? Okay. Ready for you. Okay. Mystery afoot. Doc wants to relive the past. La vita nuova. <laughs> I can't believe that fit in the last syllable. It did. La vita, La vita nuova. nuova. Wow. Yeah, it fit, right? Wow. That's five. It does. That's good. Because <laughs> I don't think nice. anyone's going to go nuova, nuova, no. and make that three. It's nuova. So nuova. it's Italian, yeah. you know? Two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go for a little limerick action now. 
Uh, oh, lay it on me, my friend. Lay it on see me. See what we got. Here we go. Poetry <laughs> time. Okay. Uh, limerick poetry for latent image. Mm. Where Doc's memories went, no one can say. Something happened on that fateful day. He had to choose which life would they lose. But poetry saves the day. Ah, look at that. Poetry does save the day. And I love that poetry was part of this episode, which I clearly did not remember. I did not remember that either, but a big part of it, a big part of. uh, And in fact, the last two episodes, because you think about like the DeVore. um, Yeah. What's his name? Kashik or Kashik? Kashik, yes. Talking Mm -hmm. about like the 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 contrast between the beautiful stuff that humans do and the yeah, war. Yeah. There was a lot of poetry mm-hmm. kind of reference sort of, you know, sure. arts, the arts and sure. humanities and things. Yeah. And now in this episode, more of that sort of like creative side or the human experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. I love poetry coming into it. You know, when you're a kid and, and you're lear- you're reading poetry in, in high school and mm-hmm. junior high, you don't really think much about it, but mm-hmm. I think, as an adult, you start to realize that there is some worth to poetry. There's some merits oh, to I love poetry. poetry. Poetry is definitely something that can that can open up your mind. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's very relaxing. It's kind of like Janeway says at the end of the episode. Like it's it helps her think. Same yeah. for me. I love poetry. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I love to to read some bigger ideas, more complex ideas, or abstract mm-hmm. ideas because it helps me think. It helps yeah. me. Yeah. Anyway, for awesome. sure. Okay, okay, so Teleplay by Joe Minoski. Uh, story yeah. was by Eileen Connors mm-hmm. and Brandon Braga and Joe Minoski. So yeah. Eileen Connors was an assistant. She was like a writer's assistant or something, I think. Uh, really? This came internally as sort of a pitch by an assistant. Yeah. Okay. This idea of a Sophie's Choice kind of, um, you know, storyline. Story line, yeah. And then I think Brandon and, and Joe, they, they kind of fleshed it out even more, but yeah. that's who Eileen Connors was actually. Yeah. Writer's assistant. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't remember that, but thank you yeah. for informing me. Okay. Um, directed by Mike Vehar. Mike Vehar. We were all wrong. <laughs> it was not Terry window. <laughs> all of our choices. Alan Craker was not David Livingston, but Mike Vehar, I forgot. He was starting to do, he didn't do a ton no one or two every year yeah the last few years mm-hmm. he was a pretty regular recurring guy those last few yeah, years yeah he was i he love was. mike by the way i gotta say this may be one of the best directed episodes from a shot making standpoint interesting and a storytelling yeah this was so mm. well done so yeah. smart and creative and elegant you know mm-hmm. uh, it had a nice Soft touch, but very well, well done. Yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting and really well done by Mike Vehar. So mm. I'll point out some places where I thought that in the body of the episode. But um, yeah. yeah, okay. Nancy Bell plays uh, Ensign Jatel. Jatal, Jatal. Jatal, sorry, Jatal. Nancy Bell, uh, her very first job that I could find was an episode of Law and Order in 1994. So that she was a guest star on Law and Order. Um, okay. But I did find that she is now currently a playwright and a theater uh, actress and wow. teacher. She's an associate professor at the St. Louis University. What? So, <laughs> yeah, she's got published plays and produced plays all around the world. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. There is a photo. There's like a Polaroid of, you know, that one bench that was right outside of stage eight and nine. There was like a bench right there. Yeah. And it's of me sitting there with Nancy. Really? Yeah. We're just sitting there and we're just like, you know, talking or something. And it's just a random photo. It was the hangout spot for sure. It was. And I just, you know, the minute I saw those images of Nancy on the doctor's hollow imager, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about her. And I really, you know, I just remember being so intrigued by her. 
because hmm. she was a little mysterious, kind of like how this episode is a little bit of a mystery. It's right. Like, it's, and she was well, mysterious. You, like yeah, she was, you had a bunch of scenes with her, like all the stuff in the shuttle bay and you guys had makeup, you know, for the injuries and all that. So you probably spent a lot more time. I did. With her I, than anybody else. I spent a lot of time, but she was an enigma to me, though. It was because I, I always feel like I'm a very good judge of character or judge of people and their personalities. And I, I'm able to get along with everybody. But she was someone who I just, she did great work. She was very mm-hmm. professional, but I really wasn't able to crack that nut in a way. You know, I wasn't able to figure out what she was all about. And she was very intriguing to me. And I seem to recall I had a bit of a crush on her, like many other guest stars that showed up. But she definitely was somebody who I was like, wow, you know, I really want to know what you're about. But well, she it was seems hard like to from understand. What I could, from what I could pick up, she seems like a much more a deeper kind of creative person than I would have expected. She's, you know, being a playwright and an associate professor Mm -hmm. and, you know, having worked in New York theater and Mm -hmm. Manhattan theater club and all kinds of spots. So that was interesting. Um, Scarlett Palmer's appears again in this Mm -hmm. episode as Naomi Wildman. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've talked about her first job. We probably have, but I'm going to say it again. Yeah, say it. Step by step. The sitcom 1995 was her very first job. Oh my gosh. Scarlett born in Riverside, California. Uh, We loved her. I love. Yeah. Born in Riverside. That's my birthplace. Did you know that? I did not know that. (laughs) That's so great. That's even more reason for me to reach out to her and say, look, we're both we in Riverside. We got to get a hold of her. Get anyone, hold of her. I, I just want to say if there are any fans out there that have yes. any contact with her whatsoever, because she's not responding to anything. So I, I would love we would love to we have would love her. to get her on because oh, I, I made a note immediately in the first scene. <sighs> I was like, every time Scarlett was on the show, it the show was better. She was yeah. fun to watch. She had a mm. good, like, fun energy, uh, a little bit of comedy. I and, just and as, and as far as a kid actor goes, she's good. She's very she is good. Really okay? good. Yes, she's really good. So I love that Scarlett was on the episode mm-hmm. in that opening scene. I wish she had been in uh, more scenes. I always yeah. think she's great. She's so. she's actually you know kind of messing around with the doctor a little bit. Yeah. You know the doc- yeah. doctor's joking with her and she jokes right back. And yeah. I'm going to guess, like, how old is she in this scene uh, in real life? Oh, I'm gonna, she's probably like eight, nine years old, maybe. If that, you know, I even Seven feel like she might have been younger. And yeah. to be able to have the wherewithal to, to sort of joust a little bit with the doctor mm-hmm. is very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. She was great. Yeah. Anyway, that's our guest cast. First scene, the doc is taking hollow images of the crew because this is his yearly physical, I guess. He, he wants mm-hmm. to have a, a file with all these hollow images, which can really get down to the nitty gritty of people's interior, you know, the, mm-hmm. everything, their whole. Uh, well, he made an adjustment. Makeup. We find out yeah. later. He made an adjustment to his hollow camera mm-hmm. um, to do. I forget what he says later, but he tells the captain. They can do deep body scans, a deep, a deep or scan, like, a deeper scan. Yeah. yeah. And what, uh, you know, what I wrote down, what, what kind of stood out to me is when he takes a picture of you, it says Paris, Tom, and then ENS ensign. He's still an ensign here. Oh so yeah. I that's didn't the one that. thing Good I catch. noticed. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the interaction between Naomi Wildman and the doctor between, yeah. uh, you know, Scarlett Palmer's and Bob Picardo is excellent here. Really yeah. nice opening scene. And the other thing, did you notice anything about Harry's uniform when you see Harry pop up? No. It's got the low cut now. Do you remember how? Yeah. So in essence, where when you see the V, if the V stops at the black, that was to signify, I guess Bob talked about this, Bob Blackman, to signify who was a little bit more uptight about their job and then when the v goes below the black which it this is the first time you see this on harry this is the more relaxed or casual interesting so yours you you made an adjustment i made yeah well they did the writers did they decided hey you know harry's a little bit more uh, easygoing now he's he knows what's going on season five let's let's lower the v on his interesting uniform yeah so that was my note yeah. Well, I, I made a note that I thought it was a great idea to play this scene mostly from the camera's point of view, mm-hmm. uh, the hollow camera's point of view, and then yep. back at the doctor standing by the camera. It was just a great way of shooting the scene, making it kind of 
a little different than we normally see a scene right. covered on our show. Mm-hmm. And it kept it sort of fun and lighthearted. And mm-hmm. um, I also loved when the uh, the camera goes down or the our film camera goes down to the console and we mm-hmm. see Harry's reflection. He's the he's the last yeah. one, right? Yeah. And so we see your reflection yeah. in you see the monitor before you before see Harry. We, yeah. And again, really? we didn't yeah. normally play reflections no, like that on this show. So Mike Vehar coming good, out of the gate strong, like good really job, cool Mike Vehar. Oh yeah. The, the reflection shot, the mm-hmm. camera point of view shot, just really well directed. Yeah. In a in a fun way that that was amplifying the story. You know, sometimes directors can come in and they can do something that's really cool visually kind of, whoa, that's a cool shot. But you're like, how is that helping our story? Exactly. If anything, and that cool shot will distract from the will story. distract you because you're sitting there going, you know what? You just pulled off that cool shot just because it was a cool shot. It had nothing yeah. to do with and furthering the story. But no. this case, it does. In this it, case, it does. In this case, every shot yeah. to me, the camera point of view, the data yeah. on it, the kind of being in uh, the doctor's obsession with this holocamera, you're mm-hmm. in the obsession that he's yep. experiencing. And then to see Harry's reflection in that monitor, knowing that there's something different about Harry's hollow image, that there's going to be something, you know, deeper, that's going to be already you, you're kind of foreshadowing that in the way that he shot it with that reflection. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah. ev- like I said, every step of the way, Mike Vehart hit it out of the park in this episode as a director. Mm-hmm. He really mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Yeah. So we find out uh, that Harry's had this operation, which the doctor has no recollection of. And then Harry's sort of like, what? I don't remember that either. So, you know, we don't know what is happening because it's Mm -hmm. clearly everyone has has denied any any uh, knowledge of any any operation. And then I also notice when I say I don't understand, I don't remember having an operation. I have a cold in this scene. I can hear. I'm. I sound so. Oh, really? Nasally. Oh, I'm so that. nasally. It's unbelievable. I'm like, wow. I'm. I'm in the midst of a cold. So. What's funny if you think back, like nowadays with COVID, the last couple of years, I feel like yeah. wearing a mask, washing my hands. I have not been sick. No, you. Haven't. I haven't gotten COVID. I haven't gotten a cold. Nothing. You haven't had a I thing. Nothing. No. Zero. And usually and, I would get like five or I. six colds yeah. every year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So back then, when we were making the show. Oh, it we were getting sick all the time. Everybody, everybody was. was getting sick. It was yes. ridiculous. Just it, and all it takes is one, <laughs> one crew member, yeah, going yeah. to craft service, kind of you know using a t- mm-hmm. uh, some type of tong or something to pick something up, and and then the next person grabs that same thing and doesn't even think about it and rubs their yeah. eye or nose and you're done. You're well, done. you remember when I got chicken pox on this show on yes. Voyager, yes. and I spread it because my yes, daughter, my yep. daughter got it, gave yep. it to me. Then I came to work and I was feeling really kind of fever. I was feeling, <laughs> but yeah, um, I you, went to work anyway. And I gave it to like three, it to adult three people. crew members. They it, were not happy that they probably I was like got patient that. zero <laughs> of adult chicken pox on Star Trek. So oh, yeah, gosh, we would pass stuff yeah. around all the oh, time. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. So we go to Janeway's ready room. She's drinking yeah. coffee. Mm-hmm. She's been drinking a lot of coffee on the show. Lately. She has. She's a coffee nut. I do want to say. Coming off of last week's episode, okay, um, counterpoint where I thought the lighting was all over the place. Honestly, yeah, yeah. It, like scene to scene, it just it it didn't have much continuity. It was not always flattering. Mm-hmm. Walking into the ready room this time, I'm like, there we go. That's the ready <laughs> room. Like it looks good. People's skin tones look good. Like a nice backlight. It's just yes. We're, because sometimes we can be in. It can feel kind of like too bright almost like a sitcom or it can feel too dark and Mm -hmm. you know um but this was just perfect it was warm it felt great so anyway i was happy yeah already i was like oh thank god back in the normal lane yeah yeah that was my favorite look Mm -hmm. anyway so the doctor tells janeway he's he's adjusted his hollow imager for deep body scans Mm -hmm. and he starts to give janeway a physical because she didn't come down for her hollow scan and her physical correct i have a question so he's he's like feeling her, you know, thyroid glands. Yeah. He's tapping on her back. Yeah, isn't that super old fashioned doctoring? Like it be, sure is. To be, to be like, <laughs> to be like, let me bump my hand 
and let me feel like, wouldn't he just have technology? Well, he would just would have a medical so tricorder. And yeah, would why would you her? be touching he her didn't... and bonking well, on her? And... Okay. I mean, I clearly uh, as an actor for Bob Picardo and for any actor, when you have business, that helps you mm-hmm. as an actor, some type of business, some type mm-hmm. of physicality to sort of, you know, keep this thing going. And I think that he just said, okay, I'm just going to do the old fashioned thing. And, and nobody said anything about it. They were like, okay, well, we'll let it go. So there was no, I mean, it, you know, at first it makes sense. He's like, Oh, well, let me do the physical, but it occurred to me halfway through. I was like, yeah. wait, this is very old fashioned doctoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's value to it still, but it He's just seems used that like thing. Though. You know that little that little thing that you tap on uh, to check reactions. You hit yeah, reflexes. Yeah, the reflex like thing. Yeah. yeah, He's used that before in other episodes mm. on me, actually on Harry. So it's been used before. Um, but you're right. It would. This is so old. Like in the in in our time period on this show. Would it yeah. still be utilized? That is a good question. And and I think that uh, I mean, I he did not. some things like he had something he was he was scanning in front of her eyes. I remember at one point she opened her mouth and I was like, why is she opening her mouth? Yeah, he's he scanning her eyes. But maybe it's just need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he was trying to look inside of her mouth or something. I but guess it, so. Again, I don't know. None of this is needed. If you have a medical tricorder, it, that scans everything. It's covered. Yeah, yeah you be don't tech. need any of it. You just use tech. It just doesn't look as good <laughs> if he's just no. doing this on her uh, in that long scene, because it's a fairly yeah. long scene. It's a long scene. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he talks about how he's discovered the scar on Harry, and yes. it doesn't make sense. He doesn't yes. remember it. So and he thinks he needs to run a self-diagnostic. So this is yeah. what he tells Janeway. I need to make sure that I do a self-scan, that I'm not reading things incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, good job. Go, go at he, it. He asked her a few things and she's like, yeah, I don't remember. Yep. I don't remember. And Doesn't recall. I noticed in this scene, and by the way, I didn't know the plot of this episode as okay. we started watching it. Right. But I already noticed with Kate Mulgrew pretending like she doesn't remember. Whenever Janeway is pretending, Pending. I feel like does I she have a tell? Like, she has a tell. What's her tell? It's almost like what I don't she, know. It's like beady eyes or a little extra quiet. She's not a good liar, Janeway <laughs> or Kate Mulgrew. I mean, Kate Mulgrew is a great actress, but when she's playing a scene where she's supposed to be lying, she like I I feel like I always catch it. I'm like, oh, Janeway's lying. So what you're saying? And I is- felt it immediately. I'm like, she's lying. I didn't what- know the plot, but I'm like, she's lying. Okay, so what what you're saying is if we have a Star Trek Voyager celebrity poker tournament and we are at the final table, you will always defeat Kate Mulgrew. Absolutely. (laughs) She does not have a poker face. She cannot misdirect. I didn't see this tell, but I I mean, I'll try to look for it a little bit more now. It's kind of like soft and beady eyes. (laughs) It's like she smelled like someone farted in the room. It's like I don't know. It's it's something like that. It's weird. But she's I can see it. I, I saw it immediately. I made a note and I didn't even know the plot. I'm like, she's lying. She's not oh whatever's God. going on, she's lying. Why is she lying to the doctor? I don't know, but she is. Anyway, I'm just imagining right. us in real life. We're at a convention and you're looking at Kate and you're like, you just smelled a fart. You lied, Kate. That's right. <laughs> Either you smelled a fart or, or you lying. lied. Yeah. All right, it. we go to Astrometrics. Yeah. Again, a big shout out to Mike Vehar. This scene is shot in a wonder. I don't know if you noticed. Yes. It is beautifully shot. It was it very well done. Yeah. So mm-hmm. elegant. It amplifies the story. Mm-hmm. We see Seven working. It pans over to reveal the doctor coming in, hands yep. off to the doctor. The doctor comes in. He brings us back to a two shot with the. Yep. With uh, seven, they yep. talk for a beat. Then she wanders back over. Yep. He goes and joins her. It wraps around. He comes into a close up. I mean, it's it's like a freaking flawless dancing with the stars yeah. blocking. It was dancing yeah. with the stars, expert yeah. level blocking and shot making. It was really well done. Yeah, and the purpose of the, for this visit, the doctor comes to ask Seven for mm-hmm. a favor. She says, "Listen, I need you to help me run a self diagnostic." Mm-hmm. And she says, "You know, I'm pretty busy." And then he, you know, he insists, and she says, "Okay, I can assist you in an hour. One hour from now, I, I will help you." with this self-diagnostic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now we have a passage of time. We are in sick bay. And of yep. course, um, seven arrives to assist, but the doctor 
First of all, the doctor's not even there. He's not she there. Has she to, looks yeah, around. She has, she has to, to activate him. He has to activate the doctor. Mm -hmm. And then he has zero memory of the conversation that they just had in Astrometrics one hour earlier. She then brings up, well, the reason why I'm here is you talked about this hollow image of Ensign Kim having the surgery. And then they look for this image, but it's gone. Mm -hmm. And the doc says, wait a minute. Uh, everything's good. I don't have many memories of what we just talked about. I have no image of Ensign Kim. Let's meet up. Let's meet up in the holodeck to sort of like look at the hollow images I took from 18 months ago. 18 months I took, ago. We'll I took them, look at, yeah. Every yeah, we'll day go. I took several. Let's go look yeah. at that. So by, uh, by the way, when seven walks into the sick bay, he's not there. When she says uh, computer acti mm -hmm. activate emergency medical hologram. She activates him and he appears in his office with his back to her. Yeah, facing away. <laughs> and yeah. he's like looking around. I love when they do this. Yeah. Again, I don't know if it was Bob or Mike Vehar, but mm -hmm. like when the, you know, when it's, when things don't just line up so easily, but they add a little fun and a yeah. little, um, yeah, it was just great. I love that he sort of appeared in the other room and was looked lost for a mm -hmm. minute. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, we go to the holodeck from this scene. Yeah. And, um, all these images, all those deleted, photos he took gone. have been deleted mm. from his memory buffers. Mm -hmm. And so she says, well, maybe I can reconstruct some of these in images from residual photons in the hollow buffers or something. Right. Right. And we start to see some grainy kind of images yeah. that are from some birthday party. Mm -hmm. And there's an ensign there that the doctor doesn't recognize. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, he doesn't yeah. recognize her. And in these photos, there's the birthday party. There's like a shuttle mission mm -hmm. with this ensign and Harry Kim. There's a photo, grainy photo of an alien sort of that we don't recognize. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I made a note, seven is lying too. So already, I, I don't know where this is going. But I'm like, okay, they're all in on it. Because, Wait, because did I have a tell? Did I have a tell? And, no, I you, didn't. You sold it. Uh, see, you sold I did. it. I know, because when I was like, when I was watching myself, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. This is a true mystery. Harry doesn't know either, because I, I was like, oh, I bought into my own performance. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. So no, you okay. you played it absolutely how I think it should should yeah. be played. Right. I think Kate and Jerry both were sort of leaning into the <laughs> melodrama of I've got a secret. Uh, they weren't covering very well. So again, I'm like, she's lying to what's happening here. Oh. If I was the doctor, I would have been like, why are you guys lying? You're bad liars. But I think your new name is the truth seeker. Robbie McNeil, the truth seeker. Yes. All right. Yes. So now do we go to science lab? Is this is where they further investigate these memory files? I think seven is isolating his memory. They may be in the science lab or they could for, still be in the holodeck. I, it's hard to know. There was a bunch of stuff sets. on the wall that wasn't there before. So that's mm -hmm. why I thought, okay, I think we're in the science lab. But seven discovers these yeah, hidden these, files that, yeah. are, that are there, but that the doctor's program has been blocked from remembering these. Yeah, files. it's been rewritten to deny him access to those memories. Mm -hmm. And then the doctor sees an image from, um, he sees the image from the mess hall, from the shuttle, from sick bay. Yeah, so and now it's not grainy photos anymore. And there's a lot more of it. There's so a lot is... more. And that photo of inside the shuttle where they're saying, you, you hear, you see Harry saying, I remember this is, uh, when Harry says, this is the last one. This is the last yeah. one. Yeah. I, and I'm right, again, I don't remember much about this episode, but that particular scene, I remember very clearly me grinning and smiling and saying, this is the last one <laughs> through my grinned yeah. teeth. And I was like, oh my That's God, funny. I remember that shot. Yeah. And it's so weird how memory works. Like the, mo the majority of this episode, nothing. And then that one particular scene, crystal clear, the day of filming What's of me funny, actually doing that too. So, And it's funny that you say that about real life, your memory of this episode, because this scene is very much about these jumbled memories. It's yes. funny how, yes. because these, these uh, images, the doctor is starting to download or have a, available for him to see mm -hmm. seven says, these are all out of order. So we're, yeah. we're not really, this isn't helping us put the story together. It's no. just giving us yeah. images of this alien images yeah. of the birthday party moments. Yeah. Bloody, you know, the bloody girl is yeah. on the floor. There's an attack. You see the yeah. alien shooting something. You yeah. see Tom and the doctor mm -hmm. doing surgery, but it's all out of order. Yeah. But it's adding to the mystery, which is great. Yeah. We, we don't we have no clue what's going on. We're not yeah. sure. And the doctor calls Janeway from there. We cut uh, hard to the briefing room next. Mm -hmm. And now he's acting like a detective because yeah. the doctor thinks that they've all forgotten 
what's happened, not just him. Yes. And he's sharing some of this information about the alien and Janeway. Again, I can tell she's lying. Such a (laughs) hell. She's like, I don't remember this alien species. I have no idea. Seven's going, no, they're unknown to the boar. No, we don't know. And we don't know this ensign. Who? Ensign Jatal? Who's that? Yeah. Yeah, bad So then the doctor postulates that there's possibly an intruder on board. This is the person who's like erasing his files. So the Janeway, trying to cover cover her knowledge, says, Tuvok, you better perform a deck-by-deck security sweep. Seven, you better go to Astrometrics and recalibrate the sensors to see if you can detect any cloaked vessels nearby. So it's all trying to play play into like the doctor's. (laughs) you know what he's guessing at yeah. they're playing yeah. along with it and and then the doctor says that he will review the medical records of the rest of the crew and and maybe harry is not the only person to have been injured during this attack and janeway quickly says no 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 you you need to deactivate yourself and we need to protect you we're going to put yeah. a security field around their main computer and all the pathways leading to your program will be encrypted we're going to do all these these amazing security protocols to to protect you doctor yeah and that's when i started safety, yeah and that's says. when i started thinking this is when i because i didn't see the tells that you saw but then i started thinking something is 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 amiss here well because you happening? see janeway and tuvok look at each other and it's not yeah. like it's not like oh looks like oh the doctor's onto some smart idea it's more mm. look like yeah mm. let's this is more complicated than we than thought we so there's something going on for <laughs> right, sure right but we go to sick bay and yeah. the doctor walks in by himself and he's he's clearly upset or sad mm. or confused about all this. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to deactivate himself. You, you can tell he's going to do what she said, but then he stops and he goes, computer, copy the memory files from the last 48 hours, have them mm-hmm. copy. And he tells the computer to reactivate him if and restore these duplicate files if anyone tampers with it. Correct. And, and then, then he, he adds the extra booby trap thing, which yeah. is the hollow imager is set up in the end of at the back of sickbay mm-hmm. to record in five second intervals anyone who comes in to sickbay just to mm-hmm. see if someone's doing this. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so sure enough. And again, which is great. It's the way it's filmed. You hear someone walking in. You don't I see who it this is. Down. Beautifully oh, it's so well done. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, because we go off of the doctor disappears. We see mm-hmm. the hollow camera in the back. Yeah. And then the camera sort of tilts down to the computer screen. Right. And then you hear the door open. You yeah. see shadows. You hear footsteps as well. You hear footsteps. Mm-hmm. You, you see the... You- deleting of files right going you hear on. buttons being pushed files yep. being deleted you, you see the files delete yeah you don't know at all and then you know the doctor's program reactivates the files the files the duplicate backup files pop back in mm-hmm. um they restore themselves and then he gets the uh, the minute they restore then you can see the the you know the realization on his face that oh my gosh now i remember everything and he remembers the hollow imager and that is the reveal when he sees the image. He goes of over and he plays back the images and it's skeleton, the organs. skeleton of somebody. Yeah. It's a cool reveal. It and really then is. Janeway. It's Janeway. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, I knew bum. she was lying. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We go on the bridge now. We love catch, this bridge. Love this beginning bridge. Love scene. it. Oh my love God. Love it too. Janeway, Chakotay, <laughs> Tuvok. They're arguing about a sumo wrestling match. Championship sumo wrestling match. Who knew then, that they were also into sumo wrestling? No, but also I was a little, I was a little, when Tuvok talks about how, you know, how he's into martial arts. And I was like, wait a minute. Sumo wrestling is wrestling. It's not martial arts, but I guess you can call that a martial art. I, I guess suppose. You can. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a sport more than a martial art, I would yeah, think. Isn't would sumo wrestling is it's like a game and a sport. It's a sport. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But they're into it. Clearly, uh, Tuvok is a huge sumo fan, I wrote down. <laughs> uh, they're but arguing so about Jane, this so champ- is Janeway and Chicote. Janeway they- said she has fifth row seats. <laughs> yeah. So she like goes to the sumo matches. Yeah. Even Chicote is remembering, like, no, no, that's not how it happened. But yeah, but Chicote a- jokes. I love how he goes, like, well, clearly you were drinking sake. That's the only yes. reason why you don't remember the winner who won this yes. match. So very funny. While they're arguing, though, the door opens to the to the turbo lift. And I remember as the door opened, I'm like, where is who's coming in? Like, what's Mm -hmm. I figured the doctor, but I'm like, 
There's a long pause. Mm -hmm. And then he walks out very slowly. <laughs> it was very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Like if I was a captain, I would have been like, wait, time out on the sumo conversation for a minute. <laughs> Doctor, what are you what doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you walking are you so, so slowly? slowly? Yes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But he's, he's, uh, he walks in very dramatically, interrupts their conversation and accuses yeah. the crew of conspiring against him. It's a conspiracy. And then, yeah, it's a conspiracy. He's very upset. And then Tuvok says, Doctor, let's uh let me escort you to back to sick bay. And I love this line. He turns yeah. to Tuvok. A tu Tuvok. Et tu Tuvok. Yes, yeah, exactly. a classic Caesar, Julius Caesar line. Do you think he so put good. that in? I don't think so. Okay. So then do you think Joe Minoski wrote that in because Bob Picardo is Italian and Italians are now, you know, are no, the I just think descendants it's like, of Romans. And so hence they added that in. I it. just think it's a dramatic doctor, like being dramatic, okay. like quoting okay. Shakespeare. Okay. He can't just say, yeah, not you, Tuvok, not you he too. He has to put Etu gotta, Tuvok in there. Okay. Yes. It's All right. Be. Okay. Captain Janeway walks down, faces him, you know, nose to nose there and says, in my ready room. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She's harsh because he's starting to lose his temper, which we go in the ready room yeah. and he is pissed. The doctor <laughs> is pissed off. And I I made a note here. Why isn't he thrown in the brig? Because, yeah, he's, because like, he's I wrote he's down. I said he gets her? loud. L-O-U-D capital letters. I said, careful. Court martial territory. You know, like, this is when you are going to be thrown yeah. in the brig. How are you? How can you react that loudly to the captain? You're captain. You're screaming think, at her practically. I, mean, I I don't know. In the moment, I didn't understand it. But looking back on it, she's really been trying to protect him with this whole memory thing. So she's yes. she knows, you know, she's she's very empathetic, I guess, to his she confusion. Is. She is. And they've probably been through some of this before because, that you know, in, in this version, in this timeline we're seeing with him, he doesn't remember it. But she says later on, we've been through this. Like every time he starts remembering it, he gets you know, starts to freak out. So yeah, but you can freak out without raising your volume. You can freak out and become very manic sort of in a Woody Allen way. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, well, did I do this? Did I do that? Where everything is confusing. And I think yeah. that that to me would have been a better way for the doctor to deal with this instead of getting the volume like streaming at the top of his lungs. He was that, very that upset. bothered me. I understand he's well, upset, but you can be upset and uh, confused without screaming at somebody. Right. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. know. I, I sort of, I bought it. And I, okay. and in fact, later on when they say he's done, he's reacted like that before, even worse. I was like, wow. Right. right. So that was big. I think yeah. it was to try to convey the, the depth of this, the profound impact that mm -hmm. this Sophie's choice had on that character okay. that he's just starts going, literally going crazy. Yeah. Is his program goes crazy. Yeah. But when he I, starts to deal with it. True. I, I, again, I feel like in this scene, this, this could have been more of a just confusion, mass yeah. confusion instead of getting yeah, loud. This is because early as yeah, because I want, I want to see that loudness in that later Mess hall, mess hall scene with scene. Neelix, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like he gave up his, his, his. You know, as an actor, you you, you gave you gave away a little the bit climax. too much. Yes. Mm. Why why climax here this early when you should be climaxing in that nutty scene in the mess hall? Which I thought he him. did though. I thought he played I, this one was anger at being lied to, and okay. that one was insanity because i can't from the decision you i can't, can't okay. yes process this. okay okay i would buy both of them but it was loud i, I will give you that okay it was I, definitely... i'm saying just turn it down a few notches yeah, that's all if, if i was mike vehar i would have said bob please turn it down just a little bit i don't want to yeah. get i don't want to give away the cookies too early by the way know? my guess is you know as an actor on these yeah. these episodes we would do different levels they may have shot a level that where was, he was softer, where possibly. he was softer, and possibly. they may have just in the editing process said, "Hey, let's go Selected for the, this one. the bigger yeah. one." Okay, because you you know we we did that all the time. Yeah. We try different yeah. takes. Give me a, yeah, give me another. Yeah, no, we got this of, in the can. Give me something different. You know, yeah. for uh, for the editor. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, there sure. might have been different versions of this scene, but he definitely got hot. Yeah, but I'm going to say this. If Paris was that loud with Janeway, he would have been in the brig. Be back in the brig, <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the doctor's demanding to know what happened. Janeway says that uh, she she can't tell him mm-hmm. because it will cause it can cause this conflict to happen again. This, yeah. His programming yeah, could not resolve. Right. The, she what she said that you were damaged during the incident. And mm-hmm. this caused conflict in your programming. And unfortunately, we couldn't get past this. And mm-hmm. I cannot tell you. I mean, he wants to know, but she cannot tell him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we go to sick bay. Chicote Paris and seven and Chicote seven and Paris. Oh, not Bologna. Excuse me. Excuse me. Chicote, By the Paris way, Paris comes in with a different hairstyle than I've ever seen. <laughs> Why is he having a bowl cut? Why did I have a bowl cut haircut? For this episode, you know, there's a couple my, of scenes where it's a bowl. It's a bowl cut. I, yes, I, 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 rem, I do know I, I, that you did definitely have a weird bowl cut it going was like bangs. on. Yes, but uh, my I notes, never wear. I don't wear bangs in real life. I've never worn bangs. When did they decide Paris wears bangs? But bowl cut aside, what you should be focusing on is I think you look the trimmest and slimmest and ready for Ooh. action of all Ooh. the most recent episodes. Ooh. Face looks really good in these, in this episode. You're just, your overall, your physique looks like it's in shape in this episode. So my notation was like, wow, Paris actually looks really good in this. Episode. I think I was um, starting to bike a lot. I was bicycling mm, a lot. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. And um, yeah. doing yeah. spinning classes and biking mm-hmm. a lot. But anyway, but, but that cut. took a, that that made me ignore the bowl cut. I didn't okay. even think about the bowl cut because all of I could look else. at is the bowl cut. But the other thing I liked is that when Paris comes in, the doctor pulls Paris aside and says, yeah. "Do you agree with her? Do you agree that uh, that I should have my program rewritten? Do you agree mm-hmm. with, the, with the captain?" And Paris goes, "I agree with her." And I, th- I like that moment between the doctor and Paris because the doctor's always, you know making sarcastic jokes He's about Paris. Basically very dismissive of Paris. Very dismissive. And that and, was one moment where I was like, oh, he must oh, he's value not, Paris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's turning to him in this final moment to go, yeah. you know, let me ask somebody that I'll trust. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was a brief moment, but I liked it. Yeah, I agree. And and they're there basically because Bellana requires a copy of the doctor's most recent memory files, mm-hmm. including the backups. And Torres is going to rewrite his program. And mm-hmm. Paris is there because he wants to be briefed about any experiments or tests that the doctor is performing because he is going to take over for the doctor uh, while the doctor's while program down. is offline. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We go to Janeway's quarters next. And my first note is she has the same orange color that Paris has. Yep. My first note, accent, col- accent color is orange. And I same thought, Z's. And that's because of lizard love. That's <laughs> That's because of lizard love. Okay. Janeway and Paris have lizard love and they like orange. They like orange. Yeah. All right. Uh, she's also reading and lounging very dramatically with her arms back over the shades. Yeah. It's very. Uh, like she's about to be painted. Yes. And seven <laughs> enters. I love the first line. Oh, seven having trouble regenerating <laughs> instead of having trouble sleeping. Like right. You ask any normal human. Yeah. Oh, having trouble regenerating. <laughs> but instead she's having trouble with the nature of individuality. This yes. is the reason why seven is there. She feels that rewriting his program is a violation of the doctor's rights as an individual. Janeway says that she has dealt with this exact same issue 18 months ago, and she has come to the exact same conclusion. And then Seven quickly says, your conclusion is wrong. And it's like, oh, boy, here we go again. Here we go. It's going to be the, you know, head to head again. Mm -hmm. And I I love and I wrote down the whole actual quote. I just love how Janeway, she doesn't she the minute she goes, you're wrong. She looks at her and she goes to the replicator. She replicates coffee. Coffee. And she says, lukewarm. Now, I've told that replicator a dozen times about the temperature of my coffee. It just doesn't seem to want to listen, almost as if it's got a mind of its own, but it doesn't. A replicator operates through a series of electronic pathways that allow it to receive instructions and take appropriate action. And there you go, a cup of coffee, a bowl of soup, a plasma conduit, whatever we tell it to do. And as difficult as it is to accept, 
The doctor is more like that replicator than he is like us. Mm. And I, I say this whole thing because I am of the school of thought. I follow what Janeway says. This is what right. I believe. I believe that the doctor is more of a program than a human. And right. I feel like, you know, this is my always been my opinion. That I know, I, but I'm on I team feel. seven. And you're on team seven. I'm on team seven. He's <laughs> I'm evolving. I'm on team Janeway. <laughs> He's evolving. He's learning just like her. She's yeah. like, she says, she talks about herself. Like she's becoming more she and more human, less and less Borg. Seven says, Janeway, when Janeway took her on board, yeah. she allowed me to evolve my humanity. She says, mm. why won't you allow the doctor to evolve his? Right. And um, I love the moment where she's looking at the replicator when she thinks of this. She's like, mm. oh, does Janeway see me like that replicator? And there's a nice <laughs> shot of, of Seven. Like, I do remember um, that. Yes. Wait, is she saying I'm just a machine too? Yeah. Um, and that has some impact. You know, she says, maybe you'll abandon me as well. I chose, you know, as well. Seven says, I, I chose to let you be my guide, but maybe I made the wrong choice. Yeah. Harsh words. The harsh words. Which uh, must land for Janeway because now we go to sick bay mm-hmm. and Janeway's there. And she, she says to the doctor that she will tell him what happened. And, and she's thought about this and maybe she's recognized yep. her own bias and her own in her fear, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, that helped, you know, made, made that decision before. So I, th- I think it's a great sort of seven did talk some, you know, some rethinking into Janeway to not just give up and delete him and, re- yeah. you know, and, and, and you are now team Janeway post seven talk. I'm still team Janeway pre seven talk. So uh, yes. you see the merit in the, in what uh, yeah. seven has to say. And so, I and do. Janeway does too. Janeway's like, okay, let's just let him see the memories. So now we jump to the science lab. They're yep. prepping for the memories. And now we quickly have a flashback to the first memory in the mess hall. And now that's your voice, correct? Your voice says, you're standing on my foot. Is yes. that your, okay. Yeah, that's me. And that's me responding, I am not, right? I think that's me. I think and it then is, yeah. you hear me say, I was like that, right? At the very end, I go, I am not, I was like that. You hear that. <laughs> and, that and, and I was like, was that me? But I'm pretty sure that was me. Uh, yeah, I think so. Jatala Neelix arrive. And mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite parts of this whole episode. Just, oh my gosh, there's a power outage in here, Jatal says. And she goes, just, she hits her combat, Jatal to Torres. And then you hear, uh, go ahead, Ensign, <laughs> because she's right in the room. She's right I in the love. dark room. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I mean, should I say surprise? And we have this huge surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am so happy once again that I don't have to wear the itchy, hot, tight Starfleet uniform in this scene. I actually have regular wardrobe, which is always. Well, you have regular wardrobe, kind of like Paris. You have a vest. And I made a note, we're vests in style at this point in Starfleet history. We're very vesty. We're very vesty. It feels a little (laughs) 90s. I feel like vests were in in the 90s, like it's kind of a fashion-y. Yeah, because there's I actually a photo. A there's a photo of, of you on, yeah. at a Star Trek convention wearing a vest and a shirt on stage. I think they were kind of a style in the nineties. They were. So they here were. we were, and on the show, you and I were, were you and I were vesties together. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cheesy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the uh, doctor's taking some pictures. Yep. Kote actually walks up to the doctor and assigns him to the next away mission, which mm-hmm. the doctor is so happy, so excited. And then the doctor bumps into Ensign Jatal and talks to her like, you know, I haven't mm-hmm. seen you for a while. She says, well, that's because I've been a clean bill of health. I haven't had to see you, but I've been working on, um, I guess, they're working on a shuttle or something, or I can't remember what she's saying. Yeah, she says trying to make the shuttle go faster. Yeah, shuttle faster. She says and make making it the more shuttles a little more cool. Cool. That's a Paris word for yeah. sure. And he says, "I've seen you've been working. I've seen you've been working with Mister Paris." And then here comes the old school cut right here. The little yes. dismissive. My condolences. I'm like, oh, you're totally digging into Paris yet again right here. He <laughs> likes Paris. I know he likes me. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't be saying that. That's right. Okay. Then we go inside the shuttle and yep. there's Harry and Jatral and uh, I forgot about those sliding chairs. They were on those little tracks right yeah. there. Just how you had that track down at uh, like, at Con. Mm-hmm. Those tracks inside the shuttle were super cool because you can kind of zip back and super forth. Super cool. And, yes. That's what Paris does. He makes a cool yeah, shuttle. He does. 
It does. Um, yeah. So the doctor's taking pictures in the shuttle and that's when the shake happens. Yes. Um, yes. And we see an alien vessel kind of in the, in the screen mm-hmm. flying in uh, the shuttle takes a little fire and suddenly there's an alien on board. Yeah. He had the coolest gun, by the way, three barrels on that gun, three barrel gun. Super Why hasn't cool. that been invented? My goodness. Three uh, barrels on his, his laser gun, mm-hmm. laser laser rifle and um he shoots all three barrels at those guys they go down and harry and jatal are burned pretty bad from whatever yeah this the doctor this, doesn't does he go down too because he's doesn't it go he through fritzes, him he, he fritzes, fritzes. Okay. and then he comes back online yeah and he beams the bad guy back to his ship. His ship, which is like, what? And there's that old, there's that Harry's like half conscious. He's like, why didn't he beam, beam, beam into, into space? space. Yeah. space. Yeah. Did you did you see what I did right before I passed out? Did you see that little movie? Your eyes sort of went back uh, in I, your head. I, I showed you the white of my eyes. I, yeah. I said, I'm going to roll these puppies back and show you that I'm passing out. So You did. You passed out good. Yeah. Really good makeup. It looks really effective and real. Yeah. The makeup was awesome. And mm-hmm. the flyby when Voyager comes in to, to sh- oh, that was know, cool too. Yes. shoot the, uh, the yeah. alien ship and yeah. kind of save the shuttle there. Yep. Voyager comes flying through that. Oh, view yeah. screen the front yeah. window and it was mm-hmm. very cool yeah um yeah you guys are beamed over to sick bay and in right. sick bay some teams come in paris as part of this uh team that's helping put you guys on the bed yeah uh, doc does a little analysis and says there's synaptic failure yeah synaptic um, failure and he's that the, yeah the weapon that this alien used he realizes has this residual energy charge that continues to do damage to the body so yeah. they're the weapon is still working and it's killing them slowly going up their spinal column, heading towards their, to their, their brains. Brain. Yep. So the doctor realizes they're going to be dead in minutes. And so he minutes. needs to protect the brain function. So he mm-hmm. quickly says a spinal shunt to isolate the spinal cord from the brainstem. So he has time to re- repair the cellular damage, uh, but then he realizes he doesn't have time to save both. And then yep. uh, this is when Paris yells, then make a choice. And I was like, what you don't even say my name you're <laughs> you're like you're well, gonna I let the doctor he's... choose between the between me and jatal i'm like okay. but i think like the doctor says later on about making decisions like yeah. you calculate you know lots of variables you calculate yeah. and make what is the best choice mm-hmm. this was one where they were absolutely equal choices they were but then he went with who he knew better which was harry because he said i chose my friend over yes he does he says that later. yeah yeah um, but Paris works with the doctor. So mm-hmm. you're welcome for that. Yeah, th- I thank help, you. I helped save help. your life. You did help. And just as Harry is saved from this with a spinal shunt. You Chital, hear the flat line. Bing, she's, she's done. Out. She's done. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Nancy. Um, yeah. So that's, that was in our flashback. We dissolved back to sick bay at the present. Well, actually, and, I wrote science lab, but maybe it's sick bay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Could be the science lab. Yeah. But we, we learned that the aliens did withdraw after a brief battle and mm-hmm. there were no more casualties. And the doc's quote is, I don't mean to seem unfeeling, but I'm programmed to accept the loss of a patient with professional detachment. Exactly. He's and that's when confused. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. He's like, why are you even doing? Why did you hide these memories from me? I'm fine. And then Janeway then motions to Torres. She gives her that look like, eh, show him more. And so Bridge flashback, the funeral service for Ani uh-huh. Jatal, which is still okay. But then we have the mess hall flashback with the Neelix and doctor. And this, after he asked Neelix, how do you make a decision? Mr. Neelix is the beginning of the downfall. This yep. is where the spiral begins and slowly, but surely. And it's great. I mean, I think Bob did a great job. He starts off very calm, very okay. He's the, nor- the normal doctor. We always know, but bit by bit, you see his, it, it just, it's overwhelming. He cannot, he cannot handle it. And I love how he compares the two fruit. He's got the fruit and the one that he doesn't pick, he just throws it across the room and it hits the, it hits the, you know, near some of the crew members that are eating over there. Yeah. Then later he has the pastry and he says, but what if it's identical? What if two identical choices? And then he crushes the one that he doesn't, that, that he doesn't pick. And you now see. Something well, I, th- really I think wrong that, happening. I think I remember Bob for this scene in the mess hall. Mm-hmm. And I hope we can talk to Bob and maybe get some clarity on this. But yeah. I think this was a really big scene, a climactic scene, like you talked about before, 
And all of this, uh, the props, the fr- crushing the fruit, you know, crushing the nuts or yeah. doing all these different things. That was not scripted, as I recall. I think okay. he added all of this stuff. And in fact, I, I feel like I remember, I'd love to find out from him if we get a chance to talk to him and put yeah. it in the bonus features of this. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I feel like he he sort of came up with all this business, mm. ran it by Ma- Mike Vehar, ran it by the director much earlier. So then mm. they sort of added it into the plan. It was okay. not, not scripted. Right to crush the things or to have all the fruit or take the bowls over. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think that a lot of that was Bob, as you know, he loved props. And so mm-hmm. ahead of time was trying to think of that, but yeah. hopefully we can get that in. Yeah. That'd be great. Our Patreon bonus features. That'd be really great. Yeah. Um, so now we jump back from the flashbacks. We're back in the science lab mm-hmm. and Janeway says that it only got worse from there. And that the mm-hmm. doctor developed a feedback loop between his ethical and cognitive subroutines and that he was having the same thoughts over and over again. He could not stop them. And the only option was to erase his memories of those events. And that's when she says to Balana, we gave him a soul, Balana. Do we have the right to take it away now? And then Balana's like, we gave him personality subroutines. I'd hardly call that a oh, soul. soul. <laughs> so again, I'm team Balana on this one and you are team You're Janeway full now. tech and I'm, I'm the poetic you human are. who wants <laughs> I want the machine to turn into a human. You I do. want Seven to be a real human. Y- you want Pinocchio to be a real boy. I know I you do. I want him to be a real boy. <laughs> I want Data to be a real human. Uh, yes, you do. You do. Anyway, yeah, so we... We jump to the uh, Borg Regeneration alcove. Cargo Bay Janeway, 1. Mm-hmm. Cargo Bay 1. Janeway walks in and yep. takes a moment sort of thinking about what what Seven has said to her earlier and then wakes her up. Yeah, but she's, um, did you feel weird of her watching her regenerate like that? Was that a little... It didn't feel weird to me. Okay. I felt like she was trying to put her thoughts together. Before, like, she wake, I, before waking her yeah, up. Yeah, do okay, I continue? Okay. Do I involve her? Yep. You know, I, I think for Janeway often... A conversation with seven you never know you know like it can <laughs> easily go off the rails so she's yeah. like am i really want to do this but she does she wakes she does. up Invi- individuality discussion commence mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yeah a philosophical debate she does say there's a time and place when you came in my room it was 2 a.m when i'm coming in here like when i wake not... you up at 2 a.m and now it's the time and place yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but she basically says um you know, um, taking you from the board collective. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Yeah. And seven says, yes, I'm glad you did it. Yeah. And then seven says, if I could change what happened, erase what you did to me, would I? And she says, no, Mm -hmm. I would definitely redo the same thing exactly the way it was done before. So basically she's saying that it was worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And Janeway is like, okay, Mm -hmm. I got, I got my info. I got what I need from you. Captain's log supplemental. We get a little bit more uh, information. Our doctor is now our patient two weeks that she has, uh, Janeway has ordered an around the clock vigil crew member has stayed with him at all times to be a sounding board and a familiar presence while he Mm -hmm. struggles to understand his memories and his thoughts. And then Janeway in the um, captain's log supplemental says the chances for recovery uncertain. So we're still kind of like, you know, we're not through the thick of it yet. Mm-hmm. And now we, we have a scene of uh, the doctor and Janeway sitting on an empty holodeck in chairs. Funny, they're both sitting in like, they're both just sitting like in these like, bark lounges. Bark- <laughs> like, yeah, that's, like- that's what I wrote. I was like, they're, they're sitting on, what are those called? What are the ones called? The ones that you recliners or something. Yeah, there's a name like for a, that though. There's a, there's a company. A bark that, lounger. Easy, is it easy boy? Easy boy. Lazy, yeah, lazy boy. boy. Yeah. They're on, like they're sitting on boy. lazy boys. And yes. for those of you who are not Americans, this is a, this is a brand of recliner chair in the U S called lazy boy. And yeah. so they're both sitting on those. Yeah. It looks and, like lazy boys. Yeah. Um, Janeway's reading. Yep. And he's going off again. He's getting wound up about. He starts you know, off though. He starts he off. Starts, yeah. starts soft, but he gets, More, mm-hmm. gets himself wound up about the nature of life, of how things work out. And, and yeah, do we have a choice? He says it was right. this all predetermined millions yeah. of years ago. He goes he, through the big bang. It does a big bang, bang discussion. <laughs> exactly. All the way back to the big bang. <laughs> and Tuvok enters at one point and yeah. offers to trade with Janeway. Mm-hmm. And she says, no, I'm going to keep reading uh, La Vita Nuova is what she's reading. 
mm-hmm. which she tells the doctor, I'm reading poetry, I'm reading which poetry. is relevant to your situation. He's like, really? And then the doctor continues with like, could I have changed anything? He says, every scenario I run through, you know, I would have killed her. There's just mm-hmm. too many possibilities. Every, every, in every scenario I, I could think of, I, yeah. I would have, I, I would have made the same, the same thing would have happened. Mm-hmm. And then, um, as he's talking, he, he looks over and she's fallen asleep. She's dozed off. Yeah. And he comes over, wakes her up and he touches her head and she's got a fever. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and she, he says, now he's concerned, right? So, yeah. Now he's concerned. He's like, you've got a fever. You're sick. You need to go to sick bay. Yeah. And she says, Call no. Mr. Paris. Didn't she say, he doesn't he yeah, say I Mr. Think so. Paris, something like that. Yeah. But she says, no, I can't go down there. I can't leave you here. I'm, I'm busy helping a friend. Mm. That was very sweet to me. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, I'll be okay. You go take care of yourself. Go to sleep. Go get some sleep. Yeah. Let's get some sleep. And so she does. And you see her sort of open the book to a particular page and set it down. Okay. I'm going to read the quote. And I want you to, I want you to interpret this quote that he reads Mm -hmm. from the book. He says, he reads in that book, which is my memory on the first page of the chapter. That is the day when I first met you appear the words here begins a new life. So how did you, how did you interpret that? It's very ambiguous. It's very ambiguous. I think that what it meant to me was that we're constantly recreating a new version of ourselves Mm. by the people we interact and the events that happen to us that we can't Mm -hmm. undo them, Mm -hmm. but we can start we can't start anew from the very beginning because that's already happened, mm-hmm. but we can start anew from today because every mm-hmm. day is a new day. Every yeah. chapter is a new chapter, every experience. So I can't go back and fix the things that had sad endings in my life. I can't undo them. I can't rewrite them, mm-hmm. but I can start a new chapter that this is a new life that I'm starting today. And I can have a different experience, different attitude. Okay. Uh, maybe. Okay. Well, that is the end of our plot. And it ends very ambiguously, by mm-hmm. the way. The episode ends with uh, the doctor reading. You That's know, he it. reads reads mm-hmm. that quote and we pull back wide. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to say one last time, Mike Behar knocked it out of the park. Beautifully <laughs> shot. Beautifully yeah. shot yeah. all around. Yeah. Really great work. He was one of my favorite directors. I, I love working with him. So mm-hmm. he was awesome. Yeah. My theme, here we go. My lesson I wrote down was, Being able to accept and process the pain we have in life is a natural part of the human experience and can make life richer moving forward. Mm -hmm. So in a way that that quote talks about like, you know, every day is a new chapter, the beginning of new life. I think that if you can accept and process the wounds that have happened in your life, that you'll only be richer for it. That if the doctor was, if we reprogrammed him back to zero, we know what that is. It's a pretty blank slate, but now we've got this doctor who's had these emotional subroutines and all that stuff. He has evolved like seven, he has grown. So if he can somehow process this and figure out how to get his program to accept the reality of what happened, he can move forward a richer person Mm -hmm. uh, or a Richard (laughs) hologram. Yeah. Uh, That's my lesson. Okay. What about you? Hmm. I think for me, this episode was more a lesson of empathy, compassion, and patience. Mm-hmm. Empathy, mm-hmm. compassion, and patience. And I'm really speaking about the people that are that are around the person dealing with the drama or dealing with the issue. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of times I think people really that are going through tough times are very appreciative of friends that say, I'm just going to be here for you. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. You know, I'm just going to say like Janeway in that last like, Exactly. Like, I'm gonna, exactly. I'm here. I'm going to sit here. I yeah, can't fix if, it for nope, you. But if you have anything that you need to say, say to me or talk to me about, uh-huh. I'm going to be here to, to interact with you. But if you need to be quiet, I can be quiet right next to you. You know, so sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people try to fix things, like especially yeah. men. Men are so good at like, oh, something's wrong. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to yeah. make this right. I'm going to force this round peg into this square hole. And it doesn't mm-hmm. work. And a lot of times if you just sit there, you just listen. 
that is that is all that other person needs mm-hmm. is just to to have the human con- compassion and the caring mm-hmm. and just the presence of another human being sitting there next to you can be therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So that's my. Lesson. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, ratings wise, how do you feel? Yeah. I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give it a seven point six. Oh, so okay. that's my rating. Seven point six. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am going to give this an 8.2. Woo! Just a nice. little over an eight. Yeah. I, Mike Vehar knocked it out of the park for yeah. me. I think this was beautifully directed. Mm-hmm. I love the ambiguity of the ending. Like I said, I didn't know yeah. at the end. I was like, wait, so did they let the doctor keep these memories or did mm-hmm. they? Like, it's not really clear. Yeah. We don't know what happened. Did he make it past it? Uh, yeah. Did he get through the, through the storm? You know, we think he got through it. We think yeah. they continued to the let assumption that is that he did. Yeah. We yeah, let him stay like that until, but we... I like the ambiguous ending. I yeah. like, I, I really love the premise of this. Makes Sophie's you think. choice. Makes yeah. You think. It really does. I give it an 8.2. Let's see what our Admiral and captain's oh, rating. Got it right here. This one. What is it? Got it right here. Yeah. Who wins the Academy Award? Come on. And the winner, the number is 7.7. Oh, wow. I, it's, I'm 0.1 away. I almost said 7.7, but I, I pulled back a little bit. I put one tenth off. Wow. Oh, look at that. I went but higher see, than the you went high, but you went, you went higher because you saw how good of an episode it was at, from a directorial standpoint. I, I think that that's had a why lot you, to do with it. That's why I pumped I, it up. And yeah. I think, uh, I think. Kate's performance, I think Bob's performance, I think mm-hmm. Jerry's performance. Mm-hmm. There were some really good performances mm-hmm. in this episode. And yours. Um, you did a great job too. So. Yeah, it was okay. And I fooled you in the beginning. You didn't think that I I did you not. You were uh... great. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. All right. There we go. Wow. I can't believe I I upscored you, this episode. You, yeah, beyond, you, you went beyond the admirals. Tough on yeah. yeah. Good for you. Good okay. for you. Okay. All right. Well, that was great. Mm-hmm. Really fun. What's All right. uh What's happening next week? Next week, you and I will be chatting, well, rewatching, and then discussing Bride of Chaotica. Oh, no way. Oh, no yeah. Way. One oh, of my favorite okay. episodes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's, Agreed. It's, I can't wait. I can't we get some wait. good episodes happening. We right do. Now. And this There's is what happens with one of them. Yeah. This is what happens with all Trek. It's always the later seasons that are the most amazing. So wow. here we are. We're in the best of the best of Voyager. Yeah. We have a very special surprise guest patreon patrons stick around for some bonus content we're going to be talking to robert picardo about this episode we are so excited see you next week when we we review recap discuss bride of chaotica thanks bye